going on everyone and welcome back to another episode of the sticks in the middle podcast i am your host andrew giordano along with my co-host peter nacarado what's going on buddy what's going on everybody uh back for another episode after a little bit of a, a hiatus um yes yeah you know we had uh, we had some technical issues uh yeah. but uh, it's all taken care of now so uh we're back we're back and better than ever hopefully and uh we got lots to talk about lots has oh, happened yeah. You know, it's been uh, it's been two weeks since our last episode, and there's uh, quite a few quite a few things have happened. We have some surprises, we have some disappointments, and uh, I'm excited to get going. I don't know about you, but I'm ready. Yeah, the technical difficulties came at a good time. Uh, Leafs lost, Devils lost. Wasn't really ready to talk about it once it happened, but I guess uh, here we are. We're gonna have to go through it all over again. Um, I guess we should just start with that right away. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils both uh, lost in five games in the first round. Um, how do I say this as politely as maybe I should say it? Um, I'm fucking pissed. I was extremely disappointed in uh, the effort in the second round. I mean, to accomplish what they did in the first and then just not even really show up in the second round was pretty disappointing, especially because I think myself and every other Leaf fan thought once they get over that hump, I don't think anyone's going to stop them. And especially how the playoffs worked out where a lot of juggernaut teams were knocked out so early, I think the doors were really open for Toronto to really go on a run. Unfortunately, here we are. Uh, you know, them being eliminated, conference final starting, and the Leafs kind of in major turmoil right now with MLSE and just how everything's happened with the Dubis firing and joke. just the uncertainty of everything. What a joke. Yeah, and, you know, like some more stuff's come out today. Um, so my take on the Dubis, I don't even, I don't think it's firing. They just decided to part ways. Yeah, uh, he was forced um, to leave. Come on. Yeah, I that mean, was probably I was probably uh, here. Save some face. Say you're going to take off before we fire you. I think with Dubis, I think Kyle Dubis, first of all, is a really good general manager in the NHL, which um, is why it's a joke. Everything he's done for the Toronto Maple Leafs, in my opinion, has made them better. Um, with the guys he's brought in at the deadline, with guys he signed in free agency, um. It's unfortunate, but a lot of stuff has come out. So a lot of people were saying, oh, it was just to do with money. Yes. Did he ask for a significant pay increase? Absolutely. The Leafs in the original contract wanted to pay him $4 million. After reviewing it or whatever, he came back to the Leafs with 7 or $8 million request, which is pretty expensive for a general manager. But I mean... But not for anything. <clears throat> it's 
not for anything. It's a one point what one point five two billion dollar team. I think they can afford to pay him seven million. No, I I get it, right? But I don't know GM salary too much, so I don't know what the going rate is for a general I don't think manager. There's any sort of I don't think there's any sort of cap or anything like that. Like you can pay whatever you want. But the biggest thing in what he sent back to the Leafs was how he wanted full control. In the sense was he didn't want to have to wait for what trade proposals he might have or deals he already has done to go through the proper channels. He wants to make sure, okay, I get this deal done. I'm going to get it done right away. They're going to trust me with it and move on. Um, Shani, I guess, didn't really like that too much because then at that point, what's a part of his job, essentially, right? To run the team, not to, no, no, not no, to make trades. Being the president, players. you have to kind of give the approval of stuff before it's done. I mean, yeah, like I could, like as a uh, president, yeah, like your job is to obviously make sure that the GM isn't completely ruining your team in the sense, like, you know, a big trade that really there has no return. Yeah, okay. The president could come in there and say, hey, listen, I think you're getting rinsed on this. Like, like let's not, let's not do that. But to have so much control as much as Shanahan does, I don't know. I think it's a little much. And like I was saying, in the sense of it being a joke, like, you know, the fact that Kyle Dubas was the first one out to me, like I said, is yeah. a joke. Because it, it, not for anything, if there's anybody on that team, front office down, he's the only one in on that team that did the, not the only one. No, but I, one agree. Of the I agree. I agree. He he did what any good general manager did at the trade deadline. He brought in everything the Leafs were missing yep. and gave it to them and said, "Here's what you need to be a successful team in the playoffs. Go out and do it." They weren't able to, but at least got bigger, bigger problems than just Kyle Dubas not being back as a GM. The face of the franchise has a chance to ex- uh, sign a contract extension starting July 1st with Austin Matthews. Um, William Nylander is also eligible to sign an extension on July 1st. Um, John Tavares, he's not going anywhere, regardless of what sure. people. Who the going to take him? Regardless of what people think about him. Or anything. He's got two years left on his deal. No one's taking on that contract. Is what it is. At least I have to bite it for two more years. That, I think, is the only hindsight of it. That it's only two more years. In the sense where it won't really affect too much of the contracts moving forward. Yeah, but two years might be the end of the window. Who knows? Like I'm saying, like you look at the, I like think what dep- could happen in the next two years. I think it depends on what happens with Matthews. Now... Matthews made it very clear. Him and Kyle Dubas got along really well. My concern as a Leaf fan right now, does Austin Matthews not get that extension done by July 1st? And then, you know, the the full no trade clicks in. Obviously, I don't think the Leafs are going to trade him. I don't think they're going to even explore that option. The option I think they're going to explore for a trade, in my opinion, and who I think it should be, is Mitch Martin. People are going to say, why Mitch Marner trade William Nylander? William Nylander. Nylander is the best contract you got right now. Ex- number one, yes. William Nylander is also that guy that you don't have to give an extension to and ride out the year. See what happens. Does he give you the same performance he did where he almost reaches a 40 goal mark? Possibly. Does he maybe have a better year because he's on a contract year? Yeah. Could that benefit the Leafs? Absolutely. But not just that, I don't think William Nylander is a guy you have to get rid of because if there's a problem in the room, I think it stems from Mitch Marner. Like, 
look at what happened when they had to talk to the press ahead of game four. The big guys on the team, Matthews, Nylander, Riley, Tavares, when they spoke to the media, they said the right things you have to say. Mitch Marner, the little bitch that he is, went up and started bashing the media. It's you guys. We don't listen to you guys. You guys put stupid shit out there, blah, blah, blah. Dude, be a professional hockey player. Yeah, you could really tell it's not affecting him. Okay. <laughs> be a professional hockey player. Like you're playing absolute dog shit. Own up to it. And when the media is going to call you out on stuff, that's when you got to take it with a grain of salt because you are playing like dog shit. And nothing you can do can back that up. You, you know, saying what you said and how you reacted to everything only makes it what the media is saying about you only makes it more true. Um, if Marner is the one to go, I think Marner obviously he's got to be. He's Matthews gotta be. is the guy you would obviously get the most value for, but you're not trading Austin Matthews. Anyone who thinks Austin I Matthews mean, is the guy who should be traded, no. honestly, I don't think he's all there. No, like, okay, people are saying, oh, we need a, a you know, our our guy to be the one with heart and the passion and then this and then that. We also waited, I don't know, maybe close to ten years. For a guy that like Austin Matthews to finally get and base our franchise around after Matt Sandin left. And now you have him. And yeah, it hasn't gone well since he got here. Yeah, we've only made it out of the first round one time. But are you really going to trade the guy who arguably every year is probably top five in the league? Sometimes top three in the league for most yep. of his career so far? Yep. For what? Yeah, I get it. Shit really bad in Leafland right now. And I don't think anyone would have expected it to get as bad as it is, but they have no one to blame but themselves. But they should take a look from the general manager who works down the hall in Masai Ujiri that maybe you need to trade one of your guys to get you to where you need to be. It's got to be, it's got to be Marner. Like you just, the way you look at it, like the way I look at it anyways, Tavares, you're never going to dump that contract unless you retain half of it. No. And I think the Leafs feel some sort of have an obligation to Tavares that they wouldn't even explore it. Like we promised you this money. We're going to own up to your contract. And when your contract is done, we'll go from there. Which, you know, my stance on that stupid, stupid, I like, and I'll say like, okay. You f- you rewind what was it four years ago they signed him? This is this was the fourth year, right? With, yeah, with Toronto. Okay. Did you need to sign him at the time? Here we go. Yeah, I think no. signing him was the right move at the time. I don't think it was. But why? Because you're paying a guy eleven and a half million dollars that does not deserve eleven and a half million. John Tavares, when he signed this contract, deserved the money he got. There's no yes, question about it. Time, yes, but you didn't. But that's like it. anybody, though. When you sign a guy to a long-term contract, you know at some point he's he's gonna start to tip off a little bit. Yeah, but you signed him at thirty years old. You got to remember okay. that. So his time to tip off was a lot sooner than most guys who are signing these big contracts. A lot of these guys are signing these big contracts after. Maybe not after an entry level, but maybe an entry level, a bridge deal, and then they get their eight years. Either way, I, I still don't think, regardless, I still don't think you needed to sign him at the time. Like, no, I, at, I think signing John Tavares was, was not the problem at all. It, but it kind Bringing of is. Bringing him to your lineup. In, well, but in, it kind of is. I don't think. Well, yeah, yeah, people it, are going to say that now because of, what, his performance? Yeah, he He's hasn't a done anything. He's a player, man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Hasn't, hasn't done nothing to improve the team. 
has done nothing no, to improve bullshit. the team. You can't say he hasn't no. improved the team since he's came he to the team. Since he's come to the to the Leafs, the Leafs have franchise records, dude. Can't During say he has regular season. Them. Okay, what's the difference? So what, what has Boston he done after do that? this year? What did Boston do this but year? It doesn't matter. What has Boston done in this era of players well, that they've had? Boston, Absolutely. You know why nothing. Boston is different? Because Boston has four guys on that team that took hometown deals to okay, stay. And what what has that gotten them? A Stanley Cup? No. It before it did in, in Okay, no, no, no. Again, I'm talking about this this era. They have won God like they've won nothing. No, but, so they, it, but that doesn't mean shit either. They've they haven't won anything. But what I'm saying is Tavares coming in and signing $11.5 million and taking that away from other pieces that you could have potentially signed like to who? not – I don't – I'm not – there's no name. They're just saying in general, over the last four years, you could have potentially signed other pieces for less money, giving yourself some cap room, and said now you're binded with these four guys that unless you get rid of Vanuam, which like we said, realistically, is probably going to be Marner because Riley is going to just – if you get rid of him, that there goes your blue line. You, you you get rid of Matthews, it's, just, it's not going to happen. He's the franchise. You, ca- you can't get rid of Nylander because he's the best contract you have right now when it comes to bang for your buck. It's so, it like it's got to be Marner, right? And and Tavares, like we said, nobody's going to take that contract. So it's just, in my opinion, if, if I go back four years, if I'm the Leafs, I don't sign John Tavares. Like there's no need for it. There's no need for it. You guys already had the young core coming up. You already had Riley, you had Matthews, you had Nylander, you had Marner, you know? Like who's to say that you don't save the eleven, the eleven and a half, and go sign a top goalie? We right? had our what? top goalie at the time, Freddie Anderson. But again, so what do we need to sign a top goalie for? Wasn't Flurry coming off a contract? Like Flurry was in Vegas, dude. Two years ago, he was he was coming no, into free Flurry. Flurry hasn't been off contract from when Flurry no, got no, no. moved. No, 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 I know, but I remember there was conversations about Flurry coming here. It was on his contract year. But what I'm what I'm saying is in, okay, even if it's not flurry in general, that's now eleven and a half million dollars that you're stuck with for a guy who, yeah, okay, point per game, but point per game is does not mean top player in the league anymore. It's not like it used to be. We had ten guys score hundred points this year. You know, Tavares is getting eleven and a half million. He got eighty points. Nylander's getting six point nine. He got eighty seven. People got to stop bashing Tavares. Tavares is not the problem in Toronto. I'm not saying he's the problem. I'm saying his contract is, not him. His contract is a problem, but it's not the problem. It's a big part of it. So I would say Marner's contract is just as big of a problem. Yeah, but Marner Why? puts up he got 99 points. points? Yeah, but good for him. Marner's 24 good years old. Or 25 Marner years sucks. old. He doesn't, though. Mar- okay, what makes Mar- Mitch Marner a good hockey player? Explain it to me. He's... Fantastic skater. He's okay, got decent great. hands and good vision. Okay. When Mitch Marner hasn't played on a line with Austin Matthews, John Tavares, or William Nylander, what has he done on his own? Hold on. Hold on. No, hold on. Just answer the question. What has he done on his own? But take Marner off that line and what have the other guys done? Okay. When Austin Matthews, Matthews, Matthews no, 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 not Matthews. Matthews, I'll put it aside. Tavares, that the first year in Toronto when he scored 40 goals, what was everybody saying? A huge part of that was because of Marner. A huge part. Not for anything. If he's not playing with but again, Marner, he John Tavares was also, hold on. John Tavares, when he was in the island, was putting up those numbers, playing with guys like Kyle Poso and Matt Molson. So, again, Mitch Marner needed John Tavares. John Tavares didn't need Mitch Marner. Austin, Ma- Mitch Marner needs Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews doesn't need Mitch Marner. When Austin Matthews came into the league, do you know who his line mates were? No, James Van Riemsdyk. Zach Hyman, 
and Connor Brown. How many goals did Matthew score in his rookie year? I'm not debating Matthew. No, no. Four. What yeah, I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say is, when you look at players on your team, Mitch Marner is a guy that can be replaced. Why? Because you can put anyone in with those players and get numbers. I agree. When Mitch Marner goes on his own, he cannot do anything. I don't know about anything, but okay. William Nylander has played on third line. Has played on the third line on the Toronto Maple Leafs more than anybody. Yet he finishes every year with thirty to thirty-five goals. Mm-hmm. Again, he is a guy that doesn't need the support. Wait, no, he's again, support? he's your best contract. Yes. Mitch Marner needs players around him to be a good player. That's why he's as good as he is. Okay. Okay. So that's why when people say, oh, Marner's not the guy to go, Marner is the guy to go. Because anyone you bring in for Mitch Marner, you know, is still going to have some sort of value that you can put into those roles and your big guys will still be able to put up the numbers that they do. Yet moving Mitch Marner might be what you need to do, which I think is what they need to do. Oh, I agree. No, I agree. He's definitely the guy that's got to go if anyone's going. No question. But really quick, back to the Dubas thing. What I was surprised, and I know we spoke about it before, what I was surprised is how Keefe is still there. So which means to tell me that I think Shani's going to give the new GM the benefit of the doubt to kind of go over his plan with Sheldon Keefe. And if you can get on board with what I vision for the team, you're more than welcome to stay. If you don't like what I tell you, which means Justin Hall can no longer wear that jersey or no longer play for this team, then you can continue to be which the head no coach. Which no isn't going to happen. Well, he's a free agent. Oh, okay. So, uh, so you might get lucky on Good that. Right. <laughs> if they don't re-sign him. Remember, Kyle Dubas isn't the GM anymore. Kyle Dubas is the guy who brought him to the organization, starting with the Marlies. Oh, no, no, I know. But Right? But. So do, do you think, do you think du- Dubas leaving... Uh, puts any damper on the Matthews contract situation? Because I don't know if it'll put a full damper on it. I feel like the only thing it'll do is just, I don't think it'll be done by July 1st, which scares me. Because him getting it done by July 1st, as Lee fans, we don't have to worry that he's going anywhere. If it's not done by July 1st, and he's got to go into the year with that contract not being signed, I'll be scared. Because, again, I do think he's going to stay. And he came out himself. This is not something that people but are that speculating. Was, that was also before Dubis took off. Okay, but at the same time, too, he's not stupid. He knows he's got everything you could want as a professional, not just hockey player, an athlete in this city. The guy can do no wrong. Yeah, okay, people harp on him, whatever, but he takes it like a champ, which he does. Yeah. You don't hear him bitch or moan about anything. I don't think he's going to go anywhere because I truly think he sees how important it is to win here and how important it is for him to be the guy to take us there. Like, let's be realistic. He's the next captain of this team. Like, when John Tavares' contract is up, I wouldn't even be surprised before Tavares' contract's up if he gives him the C. Rod Brindamore did it to Eric Stahl. Near the end of his career, he just yeah. he pretty yeah, much yeah. said, "You're our guy here. You're our captain now." Okay, and if that's not the case, when John Tavares' contract's up, we all know Austin Matthews is going to be the next captain. I think he's got it too good here. I mean, yeah, could he go play anywhere else? But 
he you see he wants to be here he wouldn't have came out regardless if it's dubis the gm or not he wouldn't have came out and said i want to be here long term if Kyle dubis was a gm or wasn't the gm because then he could have easily said with stuff that's going in the organization i need time for myself and my agent to discuss with management which he didn't he flat out said i want to be here hey, but then there's the flip side how do, how do you know he didn't say that just to shut everybody up for the next year but what does he have to lose even if he didn't say it, people are already speculating maybe he might not stay. He doesn't seem like the type to bullshit. What does he have to lose to say? If, if you're not sure you want to stay, just say, I got to go through. Well, because then the you're proper- just going to get question after question after question. Where at least like, this way, now maybe people will kind of lay off a little bit. You don't know, I, it's, it's obviously just speculation, but I'm saying like, the, you know, there's a chance. Hey, there is a chance he leaves. For sure, there's a chance. No, no, leaves. no. I'm saying a chance that he could have just said that just to shut everybody up. Maybe. I don't think so, but hey, he could have. Very well I mean, could have. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it. Like, look at the guy he is in the market that he is. You know, he's obviously, like you said, like we've, uh, everybody can agree, he's the face of the franchise. So, yeah. And you know, the way Toronto media is, they're fucking ruthless. So, not for anything. If I'm him, it's really not a terrible idea. It tell everybody, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stay. Don't worry about I it. Just to know. shut everybody up. Hey, you never know, bro. Just to shut everybody up. I don't know. I don't think he's that type of guy. But like I said, the, the Leafs also have. Uh, there's so much that least have to figure out. Goaltending. I mean, as crazy it is to say, Samsonov did well. Oh, he did. Samsonov he did. deserves a chance to try to be the number one again with Joseph Wall right behind him because he played fantastic too. Yep. And two of the biggest games he'll ever play in, I would the think. The problem with that is two now. games. That's the only okay, thing, right? You don't again, know yet. Two of the biggest games he'll ever play in up to his career right now. Well, yeah, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, you kind of throw him in down three. Well, okay, not that he was thrown in. Samsonov got hurt, but still, like you know, he got thrown in down three nothing. Like, right. So they have that situation. They got a couple guys, obviously, who are who are up. I mean, we'll get into all of that stuff closer to free agency and everything. But they got so many things to figure out, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This guy's awesome, eh? Sorry, Matthew we're watching shot. the free game of. Uh, Game three, Matthew Kachuk is just MVP. guy's incredible. Eighteen points plus 12, 48 hits. Disgusting. <laughs> what Disgusting. more could you ask for? What more could you ask uh, for? I in regard my last thing with the Leafs is regardless of what's going on, I just hope they get shit figured out. They need to get their GM in place. Like if I'm Shani, like I'm interviewing guys nonstop. Who would you like to see? Like, do you have any ideas of who you'd like to see? Uh I wouldn't be opposed to a guy with no experience only because Kyle well, Dubas was. Kyle Dubas had no experience, but people are like, oh, but Kyle Dubas was in your system. There's a lot of guys who are in other team systems that are just as knowledgeable as Dubas and who have been working with just as many good GMs. So I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think you he would really have to be the proper guy. Um Mark Bergevin is not a guy I would want to see. I know that name's been tossed around. Um, what I w- would want to see is if they could get a former player as their GM. I think that would be the right call. You think so? I, see, I, don't, I still don't know how I feel about the former players as GMs. I think so. I I th- think- okay, I'll be honest. I think I like former players as GMs better than coaches. Just because like, as a coach, you're trying to almost teach your game I to think 20 former guys, players would be really good assistant coaches yeah like specialty coaches yeah 
Like, if you have a guy, you know, who was, like, a, a career penalty killer, have him do the penalty killer. Like, a guy who was always on a power play, have him do the power play. Like, stuff like that, yeah, I, I, I get. I don't I just, I don't know. It's something about the former players as GM. Like, okay, obviously, he, he, you know, Iserman, he's been doing incredible. Yeah. Joe Sackick There's guys who just job. get it. Like, yeah, Joe Sackick's been doing a great job. But then you have the flip side. Like, you got Ron Hextall. He did terrible. Yeah. You know? Like I don't know, I I feel like it's kind of like a mixed mixed thing with me on the when it comes to the uh, former players as person as personnel, but my my last guy I would say I know this might be I know he was part of that whole Chicago thing whatever but if you could bring Stan Bowman in as our GM I think that'd be pretty cool what he was able to do with that whole Chicago and the reason why I say it is because Dale Talon drafted everything that Chicago had. Stan Bowman, it fell into his lap, but he made it work for as long as it worked. Yeah. So Stan Bowman coming to Toronto, having all this stuff fall in his lap, make it work. So Stan Bowman's a guy for me I would like to see the Leafs bring in, and maybe that also means Joe Quenville might come with him. Joe Quenville has his meeting with in this week, right? So, But to end off with the Leaf thing, I'm curious to see how the next few weeks are going to go going into the draft. They're obviously going to have their GM in place before that. A couple of names being thrown around, Ray Shiro, Peter Shirelli, Brad Trilliving, Ray Whitney, um, Matthew Darsh, who's the assistant GM for Tampa. Like, There's a bunch of names going around. Brandon Printham, who's the interim guy right now, but Calgary wants to interview. So we'll see. Dubas said he wasn't going to go anywhere either, but there's a lot of shit going around that he might be in Pittsburgh or because Pittsburgh wants to offer him the president role as well as the GM role. So we'll see what happens. But let's touch base with your team. All right. So your Devils ended up uh, losing in five games as well to Carolina. Your thoughts on your Devils playoffs and what you think their offseason moves should be. Okay. So So both of us lost in the first round in five games. But second round five games. Sorry, second round in five games. But two completely different perspectives. Like in my in my opinion, like as a Leafs fan. No, I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm right. Not as a Leafs fan, this was a disappointing season. Absolutely. Okay. As a Devils fan, I could not be more excited. No, I I would agree with you a hundred percent. I would agree like, with you. Obviously, you have your the next Marty Brodeur. Yeah. Obviously, it sucks to lose. Don't get me wrong. Like I wasn't obviously happy about losing, but. It it the, like the 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 anger and disappointment did not last long because then it's just like you know what we got this team with a bunch of twenty year olds to knock off a, a really good Rangers team in the first round right okay albeit there was ups and downs but still to knock off a really good Rangers team in the first round didn't do anything in the second but just the fact that like right off the hop you know first season with this with this complete group right and everybody started coming out of their shell you know Nico Heischer. Really came out of his shell, nominated for a Selkie this year. Jack Hughes obviously had his breakout season, right? Jesper Brack kept up with what he's been doing the last couple of years. The defense, all six of these guys are fantastic. And now we got Luke Hughes coming up out of the reins too, right? We got that uh, that, that kid two uh, two years ago in the draft, Simon Nemich, uh, the Slovakian defenseman. He he, I I don't know if he's going to play next year, but he's also another piece coming up. Like from the back end, looking all the way forward, like it's just. After watching this playoffs, it, just, it was so nice to see such a complete team come out and perform and have your top guys perform like they should. You know, okay, Timo Meyer went goalless in the first round, but 
30 shots. Like, you know, he was, he was, he was there. He was creating the chances. He was doing what he was doing. Nico Heischer playing great defensively like he normally does. Jack Hughes obviously had a, a great playoffs. Goaltending's looking up, you know, Kira Schmidt. Yeah, okay, next Marty Roser or whatever. But in all honesty, he he like he had a pretty good sample size. And for it to be do, done in the playoffs against New York and then, okay, a little bit against Carolina, right? I mean, to me, like the, these guys could go on a run as maybe as soon as next year. Who knows? You know, maybe one more year of the playoffs next year. Sorry? All to miss the playoffs stop, next stop. year. That that's so that's what Andrew was saying this uh this year. He kept saying it to me when when the Devils were on their like I think at that point they were probably on like their twelfth, thirteenth win in a row on that heater they went on at the beginning of the season. And he kept that was his line, all to miss the playoffs, all to miss the playoffs. Third place in the league, buddy. Hey, we've even beat we even beat your leaps. But no no, but like the the, the whole season turnover, because especially last year finishing fourth last, coming into this year and finishing third in the league, like huge season over season turnaround. And this group looks good, man. And if this is if this is the core, you know, the, the core four on this team, I like. I like it, you know. Brat, uh, sorry, Meyer, we're going to see if he resigns. I really hope he does. That's a big like thing for you play. guys, is trying yeah. to get him resigned. It seems like he wants to play. But, hey, we got some cap room we can work with, too, because we got, like, some good, like, Heischer's only making seven The one half. thing I would say with you guys is I think you guys need to find a goal. You got Vanacek, but I don't know if Vanacek is – the right guy. Could Schmidt be the guy? Yeah, but I think it's similar to my situation with our team where do you make him the starter right away? See, the, the, the other thing is too, like, get her, I mean, if he plays or not, but we still got Blackwood in the city. Like, he's, and he's been practicing and whatever, right? Lunatic. Huh? He's a lunatic. Oh, yeah, that guy's a nut job, but whatever. I mean, he, hey, listen, he's no Jordan Bennington, but he's a little, he's a little on the, the nut side. Um, you know, if he comes back and he starts playing next year, you know, who knows? He Maybe he can start coming back to the form that he was two maybe. years ago, right? So the way I look at it is we have three pretty reliable goalies. Uh, and, and, I mean, I'm not complaining about that. Like I said, the defensemen look fantastic. All of them. Like John yeah. Marino, John Marino, that was a great, great signing. Like uh, Jonas Siegenthaler looks great. Dougie Hamilton's finally starting to play to his contract, right? Uh, the first year he looked a, li- a little rough for nine million, but like I said, you go around the board and you look at like the Devils' team and and the players and their contracts, and it's like nobody's really like nobody's getting overpaid. Hughes only makes eight, and he's locked in for the next six. He sure makes seven and a half. He's locked in for the next five. Brat I think makes six. Meyer, we're gonna see what he gets. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt if Meyer can get like probably nine million. What do you like? Do you think that would be reasonable for him? Like forty goals? Yeah, score? I, I don't know. But then you got to think of so many of the bottom feeder teams who would probably offer him more just to maybe help restart. But I don't know. Like he's the Devils have a lot of Swiss-born players, which I think might help that connection too. For sure. So I don't know. I think he was a good fit for you guys. I can't see why. Oh, he looked great. I think that should. I think for you guys, that should be number one is trying to get him signed, and then I think so. Exploring what free agency might have too. But like, like we, we, you know what? And that's the good thing is we have the, we have the cap room too. Like, I think even if we sign Meyer, we should still probably have a good six or seven million left in the cap, which we can at least go sign maybe even like a third line center, you know, as great, as great as Eric Hall. Well, you guys been. have to sign Hall too because he's a free agent. Well, I think he's restricted. No. No? Oh, no. Is, he, is he old enough yeah. now? He's out, he's out of it. Okay. But either way. So, but see, the thing is like, even if we don't sign Hall, I could, I could confidently say there's probably another 10 guys in the league like him. You know, but are there going to be guys who are going to fit that system like he did? 
Because he fit your system perfectly, oh, no, where he, Zaka, yeah. who he got traded for, didn't. No, no, Zaka fit perfectly in Boston. But well, Zaka you know what? A, a, big, a, big problem, Boston. a big problem with Zaka is he was he wasn't playing his position. We, like we, there was too many centers, and he, to play like you wanted to play him on the second line, right? And you have Hughes, Hughes, and Heisher. You're not going to play him in the middle over either of those guys. So it's like we put him on the wing, and and he didn't thrive. Then he went to Boston, became a center, and now he's thriving. You know, like he he's a natural centerman, so. A big part, of, and he even came out and said it. Actually, it was it was the fact that it was his position change that didn't make him as successful in Jersey, right? Yeah. But no, no. But like, honestly, man, I'm excited. Uh, the next couple of years should be great. Like, you know, the way I look at it is, we did what the Leafs couldn't do: get out of the first round right off the hop with these guys, right? And it's like, if we can keep that going, like, who knows? You know, now okay, we we ran into a fucking incredible Carolina team. Yeah, you know, like I give credit where credits due. They were all over us for five games straight. Okay, maybe uh, obviously not the eight four game, but even then, fuck, they were right in it. Yeah, I know it was an eight four game. But fuck, at one point I was a little worried in the third. They're like, holy shit, are they going to come back? You know, then we scored seven. When we scored seven and eight, and I was like, okay, then we're okay. But uh, no, like to 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 run into a, a hot Carolina team like that obviously was tough, but. Knocking off the Rangers was huge, and and like I said, I said it uh, after the first round. I said that I think that was going to be our biggest test, and it wasn't so much in the sense of playing, but in the sense of what it meant. Like you know how obviously how huge the Hudson rivalry yeah. is, right? So it's like, yeah, we lost to Carolina. Carolina was probably was obviously a bigger test for us physically and on the ice, but it just in in the matter of importance for the Devils to actually go down two nothing and then come back. And beat your biggest rivals in seven games. It was just it, it's it's such like a like a like a spirit lifter, you know. Even lose, no, like, I get I, it. I get I, it. You know, even as the Devils, like the players themselves, there's no way they can. Like, obviously, they're upset they didn't make it, but there's no way they can be upset about the season. This season to me was nothing but a success. No, you guys, you guys had an amazing turnaround season, which I think a lot of Devil supporters have been finally waiting to happen with. All the draft picks and guys you've brought in over the last few years to yeah, finally say, okay, we're match. finally making some sort of noise like we're supposed to. Yeah, and it's and like I said, it's it's even more coming up. Like Luke Hughes, fuck man, that kid, he's he's ready. He's NHL. Oh ready. yeah, yeah, he'll be he's a full time NHL next for sure. He'll be he'll be full time. He should be on the first line, no problem. Yeah, like it's like you know, and and. <laughs> you go down the light the list on the Devils defenseman, and I'm excited because. We're almost going to have a combination team where if this defense holds up the same way that it's been holding up, we could have like an early 2000s Devils defense that nothing gets by them, coupled with an early 2000s Red Wings offense. You know what I'm, uh, I, no, no, I, I don't know. You know man, what I'm trying to say? But like, you know you what I'm trying to say? You have to remember, too, those, those Devils defense had two guys who could kick the shit out of you in Stevens and Danico. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And who are those guys now for the Devils who can kick the shit out of you? Well, I mean, hey, listen, Ryan Graves is a fucking he's okay. A Ryan Graves is guy. no Ken Danico. No, no, okay. of course not. But he's no he's Scott a, Stevens either. No, no. So I'm not who else can but, kick the shit out of you? But on that at defense? the same time, you also have the potential of a Scott Niedermeyer in Luke Hughes. Okay, you have Who's a potential of a Brian Rafalski in Dougie Hamilton. Dude, you can't say that. Dougie Hamilton's older in the sense where they were all coming up at the same time. Those oh, I know, guys. but I'm I'm just saying in the sense of like. Pieces on the blue line and guys. No, that they're they're a good solid D core. I don't know if they'll ever be what they were because those guys were I mean, all brought in around the same time. Yes, but I, I just I think Luke Hughes really like 
No, Luke changes. Hughes could be a Scott Niedermeyer type defenseman. That I think is the only legit thing. But you guys don't have the grittiness like a Stevens and Dan Cole. Ryan Greaves, okay, is he tough? Yeah, but he was yeah, in John and out of your lineup in the too. playoffs. Siegenthaler can hit. You know? Again, but to compare them to that, no, I don't no, think you no, have any. But I, I'm just uh, when I say that, I don't mean player by player. When I say compared to like the the early 2000s doubles defense, I don't mean player by player. What I mean is one two goals a game allowed. Like not nothing really gets we'll through see. the blue line, we'll you know. See. But and now we can couple it with this high flying offense. In well, again, who, there's like like we don't know how opinion, teams are going to bounce back next year either. With, no, of course not, of course not. But just judging based off of this season, like the way I look at it is like. The same way that the Leafs have four guys who could potentially in any given season get 100 points, and we've seen that it happen. The Devils, if you know, if we re-sign Meyer, we could essentially have the same thing. Where you know Hughes is capable of it. He got 99 this year, right? Brat, if he plays on the first line in the power play long enough, hey, he's put up good enough numbers that you never know. He like look at look at the, Ryan Nugent Hopkins did it this year. Who's to say Brat can't? Yeah, right. Timo Meyer. Could but like if he comes out of a shell a little bit, who knows? Maybe he scores fifty, maybe not a hundred points, but maybe he scores fifty, yeah. gets 85, 90 points. And you got Nico Heischer has the potential to be like that next great defensive forward. So it's like, I don't know. I just I, I think this season, like I said, was nothing but a success, and it's all up from here, in my opinion. Let's hope for your sake. But let's get to the teams that are still playing for the cup right now. So conference finals got underway. Um, Florida leads Carolina two games to nothing. Vegas leads Dallas two games to nothing. All four games have gone to overtime. This is fun. Like that four overtime game was insane. That was not, and they were only what thirteen seconds away from a fifth. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is crazy. Um, I mean, Florida's the Cinderella team this year. I guess that's going on their magical run. They're the real deal, man. I really. I really think Florida's going to go to the finals. Honestly, I think I think, so I think they're on this run. Bobrovsky's playing really well. Um, from the beginning, I had Vegas coming out of the West as my Stanley Cup prediction. Um, so I'm going to take them to still win the whole thing. Oh, I think so too. Um, like they're just they're so deep. Like you just like you watch them play. Their goaltending looks more comfortable. Thank God. Thank God. I still don't know why Quick is not the goalie. Hey, but still Hill's don't know why. Hill's been playing but good. I take Aiden, Aiden Hill over Brossois any day of the week. Yeah, 100%. Any day of the 100%. week. Um, but in regards to Vegas' depth, like their defense alone, like Petro, Shea Theodore, Alec Martinez, Zach Whitecloud, Braden McNabb, Nick Haig, like a lot of those guys, people are saying, like, who the fuck are those guys? Like, what names did you just – but they're, they work – Yep. So well together. Hey, like, Chandler Stevenson, hero last night. Okay, like Chandler's and then depth. Like you got your Jack Eichel, you got your Marchessault, you got your Mark Stone, Riley Smith, William Chandler Carlson Stevenson, third line center, William Carlson. Like it's they're so fucking. Their center depth is incredible. Not just that. Then they got the then they got one. fourth line guys like Keegan Colasar and Mike Amadio stepping in, like putting in oh, a goal Amadio's here there. Playing incredible all playoffs. Like. They're they're the deepest. They can burn you at any time. It doesn't matter who's <clears throat> on the ice. They can burn you. All four yeah, of those like they're, they're they'll wear you down and they'll burn you. I think them missing the playoffs last year was really that's you know that quick realization. Like holy shit, okay, let's not get away from how deep and how good we really are. Like from when they've come into the league, 
Imagine first year the playoffs one year and you both, okay. and you will, and that's the only year you haven't been to the conference final. Yeah, no, no, they they did it. Like the first year they made Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Second year they lost in the first round to San Jose. Oh yes, that's right. Sorry. The next year was the bubble year where they lost to Dallas in, in the, the conference final. finals in the bubble. Following year they lost to Montreal in the in conference the finals. finals. Right. It's incredible. It's incredible. Last year missed the playoffs, yeah. and this year again. they're in the conference finals. Like. To put money that Vegas is going to make it to the conference finals every year, I think those odds have got to be fucking yeah, it seems like a pretty, pretty good bet at this point. Um, Dallas, I don't know. Dallas has looked good too, but Vegas is just like, I don't know. Again, you're not in trouble till you lose on home ice. But going towards the East, Carolina lost two at home. Matthew Kachuk with the walk. Matthew Kachuk is the best player in the NHL. Row. I texted you that after he scored the game two winning goal. Matthew Kachuk. Is the best player in the NHL right now? Well, Nax. Yes. <laughs> Nax. I mean, you can't. Do you want to say McDavid? I get it. 100%. No, no, I wasn't even going to say McDavid. I was going to say Dreisaitl. Okay. The run he went on. Bro, he's still leading the league in playoff. Dreisaitl had McDavid. McDavid had Dreisaitl. Matthew Kachuk has Sam Bennett, Sam Connor Verhage, Sam Reinhardt. Like, uh, hey, Verhage scored 40 this no, year. No, no, no. I, I know. Leafs but look at. Who Dreisaitl and McDavid, who they have with each other. Like Matthew Kachuk right now is the best player in the NHL. Oh, he's doing it by himself. Like, essentially. Well, I mean, uh, dude, no, he's I insane. Mean, he's insane. Okay, that are going to take back because Florida is pretty deep too. Like, the thing, the thing is, uh, as big as a surprise as it is seeing Florida, it really shouldn't be. Like, you got to remember, they won the President's Trophy last year. And what did they And do? I'm going to give a shout out to one of our buddies because when the Leaf series started, he told me, Again, and he hates the Leafs. We're talking about Schiene right now, okay? He hates the Leafs, okay? Christian Palmieri, big shout-out to our boy. Uh, he told me Florida is still as good as the team they were last year winning the President Trophy. And I looked at him. I go, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? They lost Giroux. They lost Huberto. Mackenzie Weger, Mason Marchment. Like, how good can they still be? He goes, bro, they're still good enough. They won the President's Trophy last year. Dude, kudos to you. I just got to give him a big shout out right there. Dude, it's true. Like, they got rid of Huberto and brought in Kachuk, who's better. They Dude, they lost, they lost Drew, and I get it. Drew wasn't but there Giroux's the whole year. Whatever. But Drew brings easy. so much to your offense still. Yeah, absolutely. Mason Marchment brought so much to their offense. Oh, no. Dallas is loving him there. But Mackenzie Weger, same thing. But, like, but, but Mackenzie Weger left and Brandon Montour came in. <laughs> Brandon Montour's been there the last three years. But when I say came in, I mean like came up and like stepped up for him. You know what I mean? Like, dude, he had a great season. Well, had a great playoffs. There's so three defense Florida used to run on the right side were Ekblad, Weger, and Montour. Yeah. So, so Montour I, stepped up in the role. But Montour always played PP1. But still playing third line minute. Like, what was he playing? 15 minutes a game? 16 minutes? I don't minutes, think maybe? Montour's playing third line minutes. Montour's been a top four paired defenseman since he came in the league. Not From really, the Anaheim but- to Buffalo to here? Yeah. Well, okay. Look at the Buffalo team, first of all. So, like, it, it doesn't he matter. Like He's been there. a top four pairing defenseman since he came yeah. to the league. But still, I, just the fact that he, like, because Uyghur really was the number two defenseman behind Ekblad last year. I think Uyghur was their number one defenseman last well, year. Well, I mean, yeah, I yeah, I guess. I'm just saying Ekblad more of the status more than anything. But yeah. Either way, fuck, he stepped into the role great, and you know what? Dude, Florida, and it's true. Florida Dude, everything's is, working for them right now. Everything is working for them. The line of Lundell, Listerinen, and Sam Reinhardt killed the Leafs. 
Oh, yeah. Just battered them down. Battered them down. But, like, number one, did you guys see Barkov's goal? Dude, he faked between the legs. The fact that the Wayne Gretzky, like, full out came said, and that's the nicest playoff goal I've ever seen. Like, no, the patience on this guy is ridiculous. That's insane. That, that was it. That dude, I, I like, I, he had everybody in the building fooled that he was going to go between his legs. Even Ranta oh, yeah. almost ended up in the okay, corner. Okay, and that's what I was just going to say. Why the hell was Ranta net? Anderson must have got hurt at some point in that. No, overtime. they said it's because they went to four overtime. That's what I'm saying. But Brosky went back in net. I, I know. I, I, I literally, I when I saw Carolina, like, are, are, are these guys? I don't understand. Is this healthy? Take a day off. They must be resting like, him. I guess. Come I mean, on, like Rod the Bod, buddy. You got to pick a little bit of a better coach. You're going to put Ranta in net, who hasn't played since, what, game three of the Islander series? Yeah, yeah, the Devils didn't see him at all. Like, yeah. I, I I don't know. I was I was shocked with that move. But, yeah, I didn't uh, agree with that either. Not at all. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I mean my Stanley Cup well. prediction. Play well. My Stanley Cup prediction is going to be Vegas, Florida, which is so crazy to say. Yeah. Florida, but... I think Vegas does end up taking the whole thing, but I mean, Carolina's a good team, but I think Florida being up two nothing going at home, like they're doing yeah, the same the thing. thing they they got to go back home now, <laughs> you know. They like did the same I, thing to Toronto. I don't know if they're going to sweep Carolina. Maybe Carolina gets one. Maybe Carolina gets two, and they go split back to Carolina. But I think the Vegas series is over. Like I think Dallas is going to get one at home. And then Vegas takes the other one, and then Vegas ends it at home. Okay, so this is so this is the weird thing about this so far. So, like you mentioned before, all four games have gone to overtime, which to me it's just like it's almost like the same team just got that one shot. You know what I mean? Like where Carolina, or sorry, uh, Florida got that one shot, Kachuk scored, then they did it again the next game. Like it was a difference of one shot. Like in my opinion, as much as both series are at two nothing. To me, anyway, neither of these teams are out of it. Like, I could see both of these going to seven. I don't know if I could see them going to seven, but you have to understand, like, there's four teams left. Your your mindset starts to wonder a little bit more now than it did in the first series, being down to nothing. You know what I mean? Like, the, the fact that it's going to creep in a little bit, it's like, holy shit, we lost the first two games. We're one series away from going to the finals. I think that creeps in a little bit more than yeah, going down to nothing. Second. Right? Yeah. It's like the pressure you have on you right now. Okay, so for an example, they're showing the Vegas highlights right now. Look at that first goal. Like, what a lucky bounce yeah, how Dallas scores that first over. goal. If not, that goal doesn't go in. You know what I mean? Like, Vegas dominated them. Like, I, I mean, you just watch them play. They're so good. Man. They're so – Vegas – I don't – but one thing I don't like about Vegas is why the hell do they have these gold jerseys? I don't like them at all. Yeah, weren't they supposed to be an alternate? When did they become? They were their alternate, and this year they made them their home. Yeah, that's. I'm not crazy about that. I I don't like them. I I like the gray one, like that dark gray, much better. Do you want to give uh, your Stanley Cup final prediction, Axe? I I mean, yeah, like it's it's just got like we're on the same page, like you know, Florida, Florida, Vegas, Vegas, Florida. I think it's gonna be Vegas, Florida, and I think Vegas is gonna take it. Uh, I just haven't really seen. Anything from Vegas that would steer me in the other direction? Like they've just been good the entire playoffs. Like they haven't really had. Have they even had one bad game? I, I don't even think so. Like, yeah, okay, they've lost a couple, but who? Vegas. 
but they haven't tough. they haven't played bad in any game. <laughs> like they've they've played what sixteen or fifteen games up to this point. They've played fifteen good games. Yeah, you know, okay, maybe maybe the one that they lost to Winnipeg game one, but since then they've been incredible. What makes me laugh watching Vegas? Like, there's a video I saw on Instagram, like Mark Stone celebrations, even when he doesn't score. Like this guy is just genuinely happy oh, when his yeah, team scores. He's, Elite. He looks like Chara when he lifted the cup after every goal. Yeah, like he's fucking, he's hilarious to watch. Um, okay, well, that's it for that. Uh, on the last episode, we talked briefly about the draft lottery and what we thought was going to happen. What was your prediction for first overall, Max? I said Columbus. What was mine? Yeah, you said Chicago. Whatever. My dark horse. I, I just didn't wanna, I just my didn't dark horse. It. I just did, okay. They weren't really a dark horse. They were second best odds, but whatever. No, they weren't. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, third best odds. They were third best odds. Um, were they third? I don't even know yeah, if they, they were third. third no, best yeah, odds. it was Anaheim one, Columbus two, Chicago three. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah just it was. Pull that up. Um, what do you think of Chicago winning the Bedard sweepstakes? I think not uh, officially official, but I mean they have to mean? officially draft them to make sure, but. God forbid Chicago does not draft Bedard. You fire everybody in that goddamn organization. <laughs> what do you mean if, if it's not official? It's you can't say it's official till they actually do it. It's not official, but it's it's unofficially official. I mean, let's be honest here. The, the, everybody was calling it the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Who else are you going to draft? But either way, um, you think Taze has a little bit of incentives maybe to come back? No, you don't think so. Taze eh? doesn't want to go through a rebuild. He's, the he's, rebuild just got fast forwarded by three years. Okay, who is Bedard playing with? Jinji Kara? Yeah, Jinji Kara. Yeah. <laughs> no, but... Going to the playoffs. Going hey, to the Matthew playoffs. Matthew Kachuk's doing it by himself. Pardon? Matthew Kachuk's doing it by himself. Okay, dude. <laughs> no, but Matthew Kachuk is an established NHL player. Bedard no, can get I, rocked his I first know, game I'm of BL for the I'm year. I'm busting your balls. But no, no. But all, like, I think he comes in. I think he can get 75 this year. Bedard. I, I don't know about that. I mean... Okay. Dude, he's he's come. The NHL is such a high level league, like high tempo, like like to jump into it right away and say this guy is going to get seventy points. You can't say that. Why not? You can't. He has the exact same. So what has he done to prove and he can do it? But he, where's he, he played same. against men? Adults, not sixteen-year-olds. Where where did Crosby play against men and Ramuski? Crosby played in the World Championship. What he played five games? It doesn't matter. He's he's okay, but you're comparing Sidney Crosby. But it's the same hype. It's the same hype. Everybody's saying Bedard is the best thing since McDavid and Crosby. Okay, he's I, the next I, generational I, player. It's the same. You can't disagree that it's not the same hype. He's been getting talked about since. He and was Bedard has to start we, in the Western Conference. So what? McDavid started in the Western Conference. McDavid's size compared to Bedard is too different. Why? Bedard's not that small. What is he? Six feet? He's six flat. No. Okay, dude. Bedard's small. He's like I, I don't know, if Bedard. I could see being a generational talent, not right away though, man. Like this Why guy's not? going to a team that's absolute dog shit. Number one, yeah, McDavid didn't go to a team that was dog shit. What they McDavid had? went Hall. to a team that had Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Taylor Hall, Jordan Eberle, none of which Darnell was Nurse. Seventy points at the time. Nobody was getting 60, okay, but he ha- they had pieces there that you knew was going to be good. Like you knew that these are guys that he has to play with moving forward. But Dart is going to Chicago to play with who? Tell me. Juji Kara. No, no, tell me, honestly. No, 
I, I know. Okay, so I, how can you say he's going to he's going to get seventy five points by himself? I think so. I don't think so. Dude, I don't think so. Honestly, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like to me, it's just, he's too special. Like, and no one's saying he's not going to be the next you're great telling thing. Me he doesn't have an NHL level shot. Because I'm not for anything that alone. I have it. Well, how much have you watched a Connor Bedard other than the World Juniors? No, okay. Okay, so we can't really. I. I, I, That's why I'm not even going to talk on that because I don't know. I haven't seen him play enough other than what we saw in the World Juniors. Now, also, some of the goals he scored in the World Juniors. Do those shots go in on a guy like Vasilevsky? Dude, what do you mean, Jake Ottinger? What do you mean? He's got that 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 toe drag release. That thing's gorgeous. So do I and Chell. I have well, that yeah, I know, too. but I'm saying like it's, dude. He's got Matthew's shot with Kane's hands again. I'm not saying he is not going to be a generational changing the game type player, but I don't see that happening in his first year when Chicago has nobody to support him with. Who Andreas Athanasiu? <laughs> is that going to be his line mate? Hey, he's he's good. Oh, Nax, don't start, dude. Don't fucking start. Come on, be fucking realistic. Oh, no, no. He doesn't suck. I'm just saying, he's not bad. You never know. Okay. Hey, he's still Maybe young. put you Seth Jones as a right winger and maybe he'll score 75 points. I mean, hey, Tyler Johnson's not bad. Tyler, yeah, great. Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Forgot he played in the NHL still. Defense is good. Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy's looking Connor up. Murphy is great. Seth Jones is great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, Reese, isn't Reese Johnson supposed to be pretty good? With what experience? But no, that's what I, I mean. Like they, they have got, but I again, I don't see where this guy's going to get seventy-five points in his first year. I don't see it. This guy's going to get rocked. I don't think he is. Okay, it's a different league, Andrew. It's a different league, man. It's a, like back in the day, like even even as recently as I'd say 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, if you didn't have a little bit of size to you, you probably weren't going to survive as a rookie, especially coming in with all this height. You know what I mean? Nowadays, I, in I, not, NHL, I, it's so I don't different. See, again, I see this guy being, I don't know. I don't know. In my opinion, I think if he can play the full season, I think he'll get 75. I, I, I think he can. Dude, he's incredible. Like like I said, I haven't watched a full game and watched Bedard or scoured him or anything like that. But I see all these highlight reels. Dude, Like there, some of these shots are actually ridiculous. He gets into the spaces. He's got the hands. Like He makes these incredible moves. And it's like... Yeah, is it different in the NHL? Of course, but getting in space is getting in space, whether it's with NHL players or with... with I do, See, I with, don't uh, agree WHL with that. Players. I do... Dude, you cannot tell me this guy can get that much space playing against McDavid, playing against Matthews, playing against Crosby, playing against Ovechkin, well, like he does against 16-year-olds on the Seattle Thunderbirds. I'm not saying he's not going to have space... Uh, he's going to have space all kinds like he does, but he could still... <laughs> he's still quick enough. He's still... Fast enough that he can get into those areas. And if he gets that puck on his stick in a high slot or a, a hash mark kind of area, dude, <laughs> the kid can fucking rip it, man. He's got a shot and a – he's literally – dude, if you look side by side, he's got the same shot as Matthews. So you're also telling me if he doesn't look the right way and Hedman drills him, can't take his season out for the year? Like, I don't think he's oh, – dude, these players don't – look at your boy Jack Hughes. When he came in, he had no idea that the NHL was going to be what the NHL is. It took him a little bit of time. Well, Jack he, Hughes he is one small. of the top players. Hughes came in small. Okay, so is Connor Bedard. He's not that small. I'm not talking about height. I'm talking about built. 
He is small, dude. It took Jack Hughes more time to get equipped with what it takes to be in the NHL. Now look at him. One of the top players in the league. Connor Bedard will be a generational player. It's not going to happen in his rookie year. Will he win rookie of the year? Yeah, he might still win rookie of the year. I don't think he's going to get 75 points in his rookie year. Dude, he's playing in a dog shit team. It's first of all, it's going to be perfect him going to Chicago. Like fuck it. What do you like? You hear these all these things about it being rigged, man? I don't know. Why was it rigged for Chicago? What do you mean original six franchise? Okay, why not rigged for Arizona with everything they're going through? Help save the fucking market. Oh, because look at Arizona. They can't even get a fucking building. They're not even. Why not? Why not, why not rig it for teams. Columbus, who has guys like Liney and uh, Warinsky and uh, Goudreau there? Small market. Why not? Well, uh, how can you say yeah, they're a small, a small mar- market team? Okay. Everybody's going to fall off face of the earth if he goes to Columbus. Why? Because it's a small market. Why not team? put him in California? Look what happened when Gretzky went oh, to no, California. Oh, no, Anaheim, I agree with. Like, I don't know if it's there. rigged. I just think no, not Chicago rigged, won the lottery. Plain and simple. It was rigged, so then I would say it was rigged when McDavid got when Edmonton got McDavid. Well, no, they actually finished last night. No, they didn't. Buffalo did. Yes, you're right. Buffalo had the best odds. Like, so it wasn't rigged for him to go to Edmonton. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if people know. if this you stuff is know. rigged. But at the same time, too, Chicago had a bad year. They didn't have the worst year. Chicago had a bad year. They got the right to draft him. They're most likely going to draft him, and they're going to build their franchise around him. Good for them. And we'll see what happens. I mean, that like I, like I was saying before, that's that just fast forwarded the rebuild by three years. Because the other they got to put some, but they got to put some work in a lot of other things, though. This this is the other thing. Okay, you look around the league, and it's like you look at Chicago, and you think, okay, there goes Taze, there goes Kane, there goes DeBrinket, there goes Kirby Doc, there goes all your pieces. Why would anybody want to go play there? Now, here's the next generational talent. Should I go play with him in the biggest in one of the biggest markets in the league? No, of Why course. Not? It turns around your market for so sure. That's, so what I, that's what I'm saying by it just fast forwarded that rebuild by three. Who how do we know Chicago's not going to make a splash in this offseason and now he does have somebody to play with and then he does, does get 75 points? I they mean, the they room. could they could they get a the cap room. They could, but at the same time, too, if I'm a top free agent, I would want to see. Number one, how he is before I go sign there big. Like, I mean, they might get a couple if, if, names. If if you were a top free agent, you had an offer that it was set in stone to go to Edmonton the, the year McDavid was coming into the league. Would you have gone? Me personally, no. You what you you, no. you didn't think McDavid was gonna do what he was gonna no, do. No, no, I knew McDavid was gonna be good, but how do I know what's gonna happen? Like, look at the team they had and look how many pieces fell from that team. Yeah. Like if I signed there thinking fuck they got fuck but that's also McDavid they going okay they got McDavid they got Hall they got Eberle they got Nuge they got Yakupov they got Drysaitel at third they got fucking Darnell Nurse sure yeah I'm gonna say Yakupov didn't turn out to be anything fair enough Hall gone left and won an MVP Eberle gone turned his career around when he went to the Islanders and now look at him in Seattle better in Seattle yeah okay. So now you're leaving me with Dreisaitl, McDavid, 100%. Those are guys I would want to play with, 1,000%. Where's my supporting cast? Well, I mean, really, other than Nuge, who really only popped off this year. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? So that's why to to go there when he was drafted, yeah, it looks pretty and sexy and all that shit. But what now does – like, I was going there to play with also guys like Taylor Hall and Eberle if I couldn't get on a line with 
McDavid. Now you put Dreisaitl and McDavid on the same line. Who am I playing with? No, no. I, I, and you're not wrong. I'm just saying in the sense of like... I think you have to see it work. Why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you see the height? You know okay. What I mean? And then you get there and you don't get a chance to play with McDavid on a line. No, no. I'm saying Chicago with, with Bedard. Again, but what... Like if I'm a big free agent, why not... See how the first year goes. But, see, but now back to your point of not getting on that line. If you go there, you, you're almost guaranteed. Like as a top region, you're almost guaranteed to play with Bedard. And if it doesn't work his rookie year because he, he needs some more time to adjust, okay. now you get looked at as, so year. what do we waste your money on you for? Oh, then we have next year. Okay. But again, what do we waste your money on you for this year for? When... You could wait, and then who knows who might come out. Yeah, but if you're a top free agent, you're going to go there and produce regardless, no? Are you going to go produce there regardless? When you Connor Bedard, okay, he's an 18-year-old player. Is he going to possibly be one of the next great players? Absolutely. But what if he isn't in his first year? And then you're going there as a top. You're going to produce with who? Who's going to help you produce? But what who I'm is saying- your goaltender in Chicago? Peter Mrazek? Oh, that, yeah. but see, that's but again, as a goaltender now, you might want to go there. Okay. So, out of free agents, or who, who would go there? I, I I don't know who. I'm just saying, like, why like why wouldn't you want to go there know. and play with him? And like I said, so why don't more guys want to go to Tampa? Sorry? Why don't more guys want to go to Tampa? Why don't more guys want to go to Colorado? Well, Tampa doesn't really have the room. Well, there's always reason. There's always ways to make room by getting rid of top pieces. If you're going to bring in a top piece, not, not really. Like, look how Tampa was able to do it. All this. I again, we can we can keep going back and forth. With it. If I'm a top free agent, it's not that I don't want to go to Chicago, but I want to see how shit plays out before I, I sign long term somewhere where I don't know if it's going to turn out. What what's it going to take till my seventh, my sixth or seventh year for it to work out? No, but I mean, it's just like I said. It, for me, it comes back to the fact of going to play in a top market and in it's such a fun, what seems like such a fun city to play in, like Chicago. Whereas, like you, like you compare it with, let's just say, like Toronto, like. I don't know. Does Chicago's media bash the players as much as... Well, Toronto? we don't know because we don't see it. We can only see what we see, which is here. No, yes. But I'm saying, like, I can't imagine it. Like, you know, okay, obviously they were successful. So, like, can you see reporters bashing Taves and Kane in Chicago? When do you ever hear about those sound bites coming out or anything like that? Well... Very, very, very... I mean, if we went to go look for something, we'd probably find stuff. But, I mean, that's having to go look for it. But what I'm saying is you don't have to look far to, to see reporters bashing Matthews, Marner, Neil, well, and Riley. again, but they bash them here when they're not producing. When they are producing, no one's getting bashed over here. So anyone's going to get bashed anywhere when you're not producing. So, but let's just talk on one last thing that's been kind of making some waves, which is, which is it's just a crazy topic. Arizona Coyotes are a dump. They're a joke. Um, they're and playing you went at, there to watch a game. Yeah, I did, but I, I went there for the Arizona trip, which was a really good time. Like Arizona itself is beautiful to go to. Um, Arizona's playing at Mullet for next season. After that, they're not too sure. Tempe, which I've been to, Tempe is fucking beautiful. Beautiful. Um, they voted no for the downtown core. And we actually drove by where they were going to put it. It was, dude, it was right on the water. It kind of looked like where Tampa's arena is. They voted no. They don't want the arena going there. Scottsdale, they've had before. It's, it's not going to work in a bunch of places in Arizona. Um, it's, it, In my opinion, it's very simple. You pick up and you move. 
Absolutely. No question. They're they're Arizona. talking to Mesa, uh, Arizona, which is another town, about them possibly trying to like how desperate are you to keep this fucking team there? Yeah, by the end of this you're gonna put an arena in the desert beside the Like campuses. fuck, man. Like I mean, how many yeah, exactly like you said, how many times you gotta try before you just give up? Like it's the at fact, a point now where just just move the fucking franchise. Yeah. There's so many better markets that could take a team. And and look at what the last couple of expansions have done. Look at Vegas and look at Seattle. They've been great. They've been huge successes. Fan bases are rallying around them. And they're good teams because of the new expansion rules, right? Yeah. It's a lot different than what it used to be. Like the old expansion rules. And that's why. Like, I, shit for years. I think it would be hard because it wouldn't be an expansion team. There'd just be relocation. So no, the same yeah, players but I'm saying, but look how well that like – okay, but fine. Look at Winnipeg when they moved from Atlanta. It took them a couple right. years, but yeah. But they also started in a little small arena, too. Like, MTS Center was only, I think, 11, 12,000 Well, they're still in MTS. But they did some renovations, did they not? Yeah, like, but... They're, now I they're mean, up to, like, 17, 18. They're still like, the they're, smallest they're arena, though, yeah. Yeah, but they're, what, 16-5, I think? Like, that's dual. Know, that's yeah, respectable. And, and and this is the other thing. That's the loudest arena in the in the fucking league. Yeah, no, they're they're <laughs> up there. In I the playoffs, mean, holy shit, man. It, it's, like, if you're Gary Bemmon and, and you see, like, when that stuff happened, like, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, Kansas City Chiefs, right away tweeted out to the NHL, bring the Coyotes to Kansas City. Like, they have an arena already in Kansas City. Yeah. Um, like the scouts used to be there, right? Yeah. So, like, they tried it before. Like, if there have been a team Yeah, before, I mean, at, at times, are, the at 70s, times but... are different now. So, maybe it works a lot more than it did before. Then, like, Houston, why not give another team to Houston? Like, why not give a team to, to Houston? Right, like I, I mean, they're a pretty decent market. They mentioned Atlanta again. Like, why would you no, want to go back why? there? Stop! They do not watch hockey like in it, Georgia. It, it Give it a rest. It didn't work. The Falcons um, are the only good thing in Georgia. Yeah, and they're like, not even good. As a Canadian, I, I would love another Canadian franchise. Hey, Hamilton's already got a building, seventeen thousand seats. Hamilton, but Quebec, like Quebec's been waiting. I know. It'd be nice to see Quebec City. Like, it'd be cool to see the Nordiques back. I mean, I I don't know if Quebec. I think, I don't know. I think anywhere's better than Arizona. Like, you can't be happy with the situation you got over there. Like, I've been in Mullet Arena. Mullet Arena is a beautiful facility, like top notch. Well, it's brand new, right? For college hockey, yeah. yeah. Like, there's one section. It's just it's literally says the student section. They're not even seats. They're just benches. Students come in while they're on break to watch whatever game is there. So when the NHL's there, like. People are buying a ticket to sit on a bench. Yeah. I was lucky that our seats were actual seats. Some some seats are literally benches. Yeah, they're bleachers. Yeah, like it's you know what I mean. Like you can't be. Imagine they were in the playoffs. Like imagine Arizona went on this playoff run. Imagine the conference finals right now being close. in Mullet Arena. What? Huh? Blast. I said they were close. They only finished what four? No, I, but I'm just saying. Like imagine they made like a conference finals. Oh yeah, what are you gonna? Where I know, like, how like you, you got to be shitting your pants as an NHL. Like, how much money you are losing? Losing. Could you imagine Arizona were to make the Cup final and win the Cup in a five thousand seat arena? Yeah, like it's. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like at that point, just give them the Memorial Cup. It's the same thing, <laughs> you know. Make Arizona an AHL franchise for a team. If you I want well. them involved in yes. hockey, I could not agree. Make well, them an AHL franchise because their AHL franchise is Tucson. Tucson, right? Yeah. Where is Tucson? It's another part of another city in Arizona. It is in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so leave them that team. <laughs> yeah, like leave Call them in Arizona H- if you want. Leave them an AHL franchise. Yeah. Like they are not. I, I don't know. Like 
the fact that they got kicked out of their old building yeah, should have told it's you sad. it's not working here anymore. No, no. Like, yeah, they, they, they need to get out of here. And even like when Gary Bettman first brought them there in 96, I get why you did it. Try to make hockey work in the desert. It'd be cool. It it worked for a little bit. They made playoffs in the early years. They made the conference finals in 2012. I still remember the LA Kings Mike playing. Smith. Okay. Like it worked at certain times, but not enough to keep them there. Well, wasn't it? What is it? I think it was two years after they went on that run. They changed from Phoenix to Arizona to get. But that's what I mean. Like, how did you take the Thrashers out of Atlanta? Because it wasn't working. But you've let your Coyotes go to a 5,000-seat arena because you're that desperate to keep them yeah. there. Yeah, well, sure, because it's his baby, right? That, that scary you know, baby like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's – I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I – so now, if Bedard, let's just say Arizona wins the draft lottery. You think it's a different story? Well, I don't know because Clayton Keller's dad full out came and said he's not going to camp. Did you see that? No, actually, Clayton Keller's dad said once the vote didn't happen, he is not going to camp. He is not going to play in that city anymore. Clayton Keller's going to Chicago. There, there's Bedard's piece. Yeah, <laughs> like Dude, I, hey, I, you, you wouldn't like to see Bedard and Keller play together. Keller's great. I think Keller would rather go to Cali. So, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it'd be too hard. Like, they couldn't even for next season make them play in another city with all the shit that has happened. So they already said no, it would have to be two, three years from now. No, it it wouldn't be next year. It could be the year after, right? So depending on where it is, like if the team has to build a building. Well, every city who's interested already has an has arena. One, right? yeah. It's kind of like Vegas where Seattle had to wait so long because they had to redo the arena yeah. where Vegas already had one. That's why the following year they were in. Yeah. So, They've already committed to playing at Mullet again for next year. It's the following year. I'm just trying to think. They don't know. What team, like what Kansas City team that they have an arena? A lot of, so I read up on it. A lot of these cities have built arenas for concerts, for for other stuff that happens, right? It's kind of like an anticipation. Yeah. So like there's this called like the T-Mobile Center where Vegas is a T-Mobile arena, arena, right? So they have the T-Mobile center in Kansas City. Houston has a Toyota center, which is where the Rockets play, Houston Rockets. Well, yeah, but see, but that that makes sense because they have an NBA team. So they have, like, those are two cities who are ready to move in right away. Yeah. Right, where you don't have to wait for a thing, uh, an arena to be built. There is a few cities that they mentioned. The only ones that I've seen, like, serious contention are, like, Houston and Kansas City. So like not even Quebec, eh? Like they're not even looking. Quebec, at they don't like they have an arena, but it's just not. Is it stable enough? Like I, I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Quebec arena holds like fourteen thousand. Yeah, like these other ones are like twenty plus. Like well, yeah, like especially in Houston, like you know, you got the NBA team, NBA franchise there, so it's like that makes sense, right? Kansas City, I didn't even know like they had that arena. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking, I'm like, because when when like, Patty Mahomes really, tweeted, it's just the Chiefs and the Royals. When Patty right? Mahomes it. tweeted it out. He tagged the arena. I'm going to try to pull it up now and see exactly what he tweeted. But he tagged. That's, that's smart on the city's part, though. Like, yeah. Like for well, sure. Right, yeah, you but you also to... have to remember, too, these cities who want to host concerts. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to You don't have to only have concerts in. Like, you're not stuck in the middle where it's like, okay, either we have the concert for whatever. 
someone big, let's just say whatever, Taylor Swift. It's either we have the concert in a 5,000-seat arena or an 85,000-seat arena. So it's yeah. kind of nice to have that in between, right? And it's smart for this reason. Like, you can actually, you know, get sports teams over. Like, Kansas City, yeah. now, let's say let's say the NHL uh, goes to Kansas City. Now you've opened up a door for maybe the NBA to go in there, too. Yeah, so right? Patty Mahomes, he tweeted out. It was on the 17th, which is a day that vote, they, yeah. the vote was rejected. He tweeted, KC Coyotes has a nice ring to it at NHL. What do y'all think at T-Mobile Center? Him and Kelsey are big fans, big hockey fans, aren't they? But the thing is, do you keep the Coyotes' name? No, I say you start fresh. Right? Like I, I don't, you start fresh. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I like their, like, I like, like the logo of the of Arizona. Like, I like their jerseys. I like their yeah, logo. Makes, I like everything. But it makes sense. It's a desert dog. Kansas exactly. City no, no, desert. I don't think you keep the Coyotes. I mean, unless that's a stipulation Bettman puts in just to keep something around of it, but so that way he can say he had his name on it at some. I don't know, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like that should be coming up too. Like, I mean, next episode we'll probably touch a little bit more into the draft because the draft will be. I I just I'm just excited to see if they do change what the jerseys are going to look like because that's always the best part. Yeah, I know. That's always the best part of Seattle nailed their jerseys. That's what everyone says about Seattle. Seattle's color concept is incredible. Gorgeous. Hey, you know what? And and, okay, outside of this gold jersey, even Vegas. Oh, Vegas, yeah, yeah. And it it makes perfect sense too. Golden Knights, they got that. Like, see, this is why I like the the gray jerseys better. Is because they just had that those couple strips of gold as opposed to the entire thing. Yeah, it's all gold. Look, it's not. But uh, it's a it's a little too flashy for me. But I mean, I guess in Vegas style, why wouldn't it be right? Exactly. Only team that wears white gloves and a gold fucking flashy gold jersey. But it's Vegas. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But no, it's uh, it's definitely exciting to see what's what's gonna happen. Uh, but uh, what do you think? You think we we covered quite a bit in our absence? Or yeah, what? I think we've covered quite a bit. Apologies for being so uh, not involved the last little bit. We had some technical difficulties with the computer. That we did, uh, yeah. Um, a big virus. We were both. I, we were both. You know, more me. I, I was not ready to talk anything about hockey after the. the I mean, sport. I was. I was. I was ready to. I was. But, uh, I was kind of hoping. To be honest, with you, I was kind of hoping we were going to do an episode after the Leafs because I just kind of wanted to go off a little bit. But it's yeah. all right. I, we're we're good. You got you had your forty eight hour calm down period. Yeah. It's been a week since. You know, everybody's calmed down. Everybody's kind of. You know, we had the Dubas fire, well, firing, whatever, part ways. Yeah. Like, it's, everything's just kind of worked itself into it. But, no, I think uh, I think we got through a lot. I had some fun. What, what about you? Yeah, I'm curious to see how the rest of the conference finals are going to play out. There's game three tonight with Florida and Carolina. And oh, uh, oh, what do you, Okay, so really quick, what do you think happens tonight? I think Florida wins at home. You think it's another overtime game? Ah, fuck. I, w- I would probably say, yeah. <laughs> really, eh? Ah, fuck. Carolina's, they play tight, man. But right. I don't know. I think Florida wins tonight. I think Carolina. I got, I got Florida. Florida. I got Florida five two tonight. Really? Yeah, I think they're going to go into Florida and just absolutely beat the wheels off of Carolina. Look what happened. Hey, what did Carolina do in Game Three in the Islander series? Got yeah, no, it out. could happen. What did they do in Game could Three happen. in the Devil series? They got blown out. No, it could happen. One hundred percent. Five two Florida. You heard it here first. What do you think? You got a little score prediction? Uh. 4-2. I think the fourth one's an empty net. I thought you said it was, I thought you said overtime. No, I said I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it did go. Oh, okay. I was going to say 4-2 is a weird overtime score. Uh I say 4-2, fourth one's an empty net. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. And say Matthew uh, Kachuk does score though. Matthew Kachuk does score today. I think Kachuk gets a hat trick tonight. <laughs> I think he's Maybe. Getting, dude, I I honestly, I just I, 
he's got some making. He's got some catching up to do because he didn't score against the Leafs. Well, I mean, he scored two big overtime goals now, so I think he's, but he's okay. made so up. So he's for got it. some catching up to do. On but the he's stats. made up for it, I would think. Oh yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So. But uh, well, hopefully, we made up for our our absence. Yeah, you know, yeah. I hope uh, this episode uh, you guys take well too. And uh, with that, I say we sign off. Till we meet again. Until we meet again. See you later.